Welcome back to the Bet Bros Podcast, Episode 9. Today we have a special guest with us who is a sports broadcaster, an analyst, as well as the voice for EA Sports NHL 21. He announces our games every day. We are happy to welcome James Sabalski. Are you guys like, I mean, I, thank you very much for having me on the podcast, boys, but like, is there not a thought that you guys would be sick of me having to listen to me? Like, you guys don't mute me <laughs> oh, or do you guys did. go with music? It's like our favorite thing. Yeah. Like, it is. Yeah, no, we love you. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I have one of your favorite sayings is, uh, you, I know you like goals, Ferraro. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. okay, let yeah. me hit you guys with a trivia question to find out just how legitimate you guys are as loyal consumers <laughs> in the NHL game. All right. All right. All right. Here's, here, here's, here's my, here's my two questions for you guys. All right. Carl, make sure you're awake for this. <laughs> Sam, Sam, you got to be paying attention to. Okay. Here we go. All right. What, how many, first of all, how many empty net goals has Ray Ferraro scored in his career? <laughs> oh. we, we, we mentioned this in the game, and it drove people nuts because it played way too many times in, in NHL 20. Oh, Might have had my announcers off in NHL 20. Oh! Did you actually? With Snoop? No, it's, no, it's, I, I'm pretty sure I had them on for like most of the year, but then at the end, I was like, I keep hearing these same things. Okay, it's okay, it's, it's either it's either a lot or zero. That's what I feel like. He scored two. Oh, oh my okay. god! All right, second second one. You guys should know this. If you guys have been playing this year, and if you guys have been actually listening or just all year, going smoke up my butt. All right, here's the second question: <laughs> What is the name of the referee in NHL 21? What? Oh, yeah. how do we never hear? Well, Carl usually uh, doesn't have his. You guys turn copy. penalties off or what? Well, we all oh, we well we kind of do because we play three, so it's only like okay. Oh, fair off. enough. Yeah, 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 yeah fair yeah. enough. Okay, okay. So if you guys aren't playing, be a pro, or if you guys aren't playing uh, season or anything like that. Okay, well, I okay. play be a pro. He plays. Every, he just turns off. Every, the no, I have them on every time I don't score. It seems like you and Ray are kind of. Making fun of me. Because <laughs> you know what? I make fun of myself. I am terrible. Like I am stuck on the fourth line of my be a pro. I'm, I'm awful. I get I get maybe one shift a game where I get benched, and it's just yeah, it hasn't gone well. Like I want to punch myself in the game at some days. Uh, would be a pro, but the, the answer is Gillivet. So you guys went zero for two. Wow! So it sounds like you guys are playing FIFA or Madden. No, <laughs> no, we play EASHL Every all night. day. All right. Okay. Yeah. But no. Um, all right. Well, just to start it off uh, with the structure in the interview, we're going to ask you a couple career based questions and then uh, take it to some off ice stuff, some personal questions, and then finish it off with uh, our game that we like to call rapid fire. It's like a trivia game. Does that sound good with do you? It. Awesome. Do I have a, do I, do I have a choice? Carl, do I have a choice here or what? Uh, I mean, free world <laughs> because, well, there you go exactly democracy right that's exactly right. Okay. all right well my first question for you is uh what led you into the broadcasting career path and uh was that always your goal from a young age you know what i, I think i it was something i kind of knew when i was young i i was a lousy athlete and i loved <laughs> to talk so i figured it was kind of a great way to uh to combine both but um yeah, I don't know if it was a cry for attention being the middle child with my uh, my two sisters, um, but it was just something I felt like I knew I wanted to do from the time I was pretty young. And 
I, you know, I just kind of pursued it. Um, I played a lot of minor hockey growing up and played some soccer and played some baseball and just like, I think what a lot of kids did growing up. And then, um, and then at a certain point, um, I, I took, uh, it was a co-op placement growing up in Ottawa in high school. You could take a couple of, get a couple of credits for kind of doing like a work placement for half a semester. And I got a placement at a community television station. So if you guys are old enough to remember Wayne's world at all, Oh yeah. So imagine, imagine, basically imagine like a cable access channel like that, uh, basically like a, a less fancier version of PBS. And I, you know, I was kind of volunteering to do everything and uh, I just did anything I could to get on the air. So I would call ringette games. I would call minor hockey games. I, I, you know, touch football games, karate tournaments. I did play by play for a karate tournament and, um, and just like just anything I could, I did uh, just to get my reps. And so that was from a high school standpoint and then took radio broadcasting in college and, and then just kind of started my journey from there where I, I fooled somebody enough into hiring me and kind of started the journey. Wow, that's awesome. Wait, so did, did anyone ever like say you had like a good voice for it or did it just kind of happen? Like, was it ever a thing when you were younger that people said you had a good voice for broadcasting or did it just kind of happen? I don't, you know, what's funny. I don't think I ever thought of myself as having that voice. And I think when you're breaking into the business, I think you get a few buddies. I think I'd have a few buddies when we go drinking beer and you know, mm-hmm. you get too banged up late at night. Like, Oh man, you've got such a great <laughs> voice. And it's like, you're just, you're just, you're just sucking up to me, man. Come on. It's uh, but uh, you know, you know, your parents will always pat you on the back and tell you how amazing you are, even when you're not. And, um, <laughs> You know, I think there was probably a little bit of that, but I, I'll be honest with you. I was, when I was in college, I tried to talk like an idiot. Um, I, I thought I had to sound a certain way and I'm sure there's probably some, like some people have that, just that natural voice where you're like, wow, like that is a voice. Yeah. And for me, when I, when I was in college, I would talk like, Hi, everybody. My name is James Sabolsky. What's going on? Uh, I've got a pickle in my butt right now, and I've got to sound really uptight right now. And, and, and I remember, like, that's how I talked for all my air, you know, and I would, you know, do all my on-air stuff, and I would talk like that. And my, my, first, um, my first real air check when I had a job, I was, I was working at this rock station, and I would update sports. I would basically do sports updates over the phone. This was kind of in the mid-90s, and, you know, we had a lot of you know, degenerate sports gamblers who loved calling into this phone line. And I would constantly update the scores for people. And, and I would get a, a little bit of a rub on the air as well. But um, my, my sports director had kind of pulled me in to play one of my updates just to kind of critique me and help me improve. And I remember him playing the tape and are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah, swear. You can and, swear. Okay. And so he, he kind of stopped the tape halfway through and he said, who the fuck do you think you are <laughs> now i was 20 at the time right he's like you're not cool you are a 20 year old who knows sweet fa don't try to act like somebody you're not talk to me like a normal human being and so the one little rub of ego that i thought i had having a job and i you know i wasn't making much money at all but having this part-time job in radio like kind of thinking i'm making it in this business you know, this guy crushed my ego, absolutely flattened it. But what he also did was he forced me to, to talk. 
he forced me to talk normal. And so as opposed to me going, hey, everybody, welcome to the nation's capital tonight for this evening's game between the Minnesota Wild and the Ottawa Center. All of a sudden it was, hey, everybody, my name is James Sabolski. Welcome. And uh, this should be a great game tonight between the Minnesota Wild and the Ottawa Senators. And that right there really kind of turned you know, the course of direction for me, because I was trying to be somebody I wasn't, it completely deflated me at the time. But my goodness, looking back, like all these years later, I needed that. Like I needed a kick in the ass to kind of steer me in the right direction. Definitely. So it was almost like a reality check to just kind of put you in your place and get it all figured out then. Dude, it was a total kick in the butt. It was a pack <laughs> in the face to say, like, knock it off, you know, like talk to me for real. And, and, <laughs> You know, and I think it's, it's, it's finding, you know, it's finding your voice, it's finding who you are, and it's that, you know, trying to be authentic, right? And it was probably the best piece of advice that I ever had in this business, because, you know, it, it forced me to just be myself. And, you know, here we are all these years later, and man, I'm the voice of the NHL video game. Yes. I yes. <laughs> it obviously worked out. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I can go next. Uh, yeah, I saw that you, uh, I know Canada went on that like five gold medal is gold medals in a row run back in like 2004 to 2009 or whatever for the world juniors. And I know you were there yeah. for a big part of that. I was just wondering kind of when you saw like players like Carey Price and, uh, Jamie Benn and stuff, did you ever like when you right away saw them, did you just think like, yeah, they're going to be superstars in the NHL? Like, do you know, you know, Carey Price was a funny one because the year before Price, so Price had this monster performance in 2007 at the World Juniors against mm -hmm. us in Sweden. And there's this classic game between Canada and the US. It went to a shootout. And it was, if you guys remember Jack Johnson, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. defenseman, like Jack Johnson was a stud, yeah. just an absolute stud at the time playing at Michigan and um, and, and he was just tearing it up in this shootout. And, um, and at the other end here was, you know, here was Carey Price, but Carey Price the year before the world juniors were here in Vancouver and Carey Price got cut. He got cut. And I just remember him sitting in the lobby with a couple of the other guys who got cut and they were kind of waiting for their bus to take them to the airport, send them back to their junior teams. And, you know, all the other players who had made the team, they got their Team Canada jackets and their warm-ups and they're all kind of bonding together. So it's a little bit of that awkward moment where there's, you know, seven or eight guys are watching from a distance. And Carey Price is one of those guys that were cut. And I remember he just stopped and wasn't saying it to anybody specific, but for anybody who was in earshot. And I was kind of sitting with the group of guys who had been cut, just kind of hanging out. And he just said, you know what? This sucks. So I'm going to come back here next year and I'm going to dominate. And, you know, for him to say that, it's one thing, but he did. Like, he came back on a mission and just absolutely lit it up. And to see how good he was, it was funny because I remember there was, there was a hockey analyst who I respected a lot that I worked with at, at TSN at the time when he was drafted. And I remember him saying, you know, oh my God, the Habs are idiots for taking Carey Price that high. And you know, there was a lot of criticism at the time for taking price at five. And so I think I always had that stigma in the back of my mind, but man, he was just an absolute beast at the world juniors. And then like a couple of months later, you know, he goes to the American hockey league and plays like the first time he's playing pro hockey and he backstopped the Hamilton bulldogs to the Calder cup. 
Like he went on a run as a rookie goal. He never played a single regular season game, starts in the playoffs and just goes lights out and they win the championship. But to see him, like that was a guy you kind of saw watching and you're going, man, this kid's going to be something. Carey Price was that. Um, you know, other guys that kind of stood out, um, John Tavares, Steven Stamkos, those guys were kind of, they really kind of stood out. John, Jonathan Taves, um, from the Chicago Blackhawks. My God, he was so good as a world junior. Um, Chris Letang was another guy who's obviously had a great career with the Penguins. That was another guy who was just a beast. And there was uh, the world junior team in uh 2005 they played it in grand forks north dakota and it was the year they canceled the uh, the nhl season and that was the year that all these guys who would have played in the nhl as rookies they all got an extra year uh in junior and so you had a, a group that Sidney crosby played on a line with patrice bergeron and Corey perry wow <laughs> how's that for a line yeah. And then your second line and, and that was it and you know what that was your second line and then your first line was jeff oh. carter Ryan Getzlaff and Andrew Ladd. Oh, and so like there were, there was just so many, and, and those guys, like those guys were you just, all of those guys, you were just like, this is a team of just absolute rock stars. And from there um, you had on the, on the blue line, you had Shea Weber and Dion Phaneuf played together. And Dion was a guy who as a, a in junior, that was a guy you looked at and said, Man, this guy's going to be a monster. And Dion, you know, Dion had a solid career. Yeah, Dion had a solid career. I, I don't think it, he necessarily became the rock star that some people thought he would be. I, I think he still had an excellent career by, you know, anybody who somebody said right now, hey, would you take Dion, Dion from us career? Like, yeah, all day. But <laughs> he, uh, but he was, he was an absolute monster uh, at that time. Like, you know, those were some of the guys that really stood out for me during that experience. You were there for the Jamie uh, Ben. Jamie Ben, I didn't expect because he was so quiet. He was, yeah. oh my God, you would say, like, you'd say, you'd walk by Jamie Ben and, you know, off, off the ice and, hey, Jamie, <laughs> you just got, like, you know, when you think about how badass he looks like right now, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Yeah. and he's big, powerful, so but like, he was like, he was like scared of his shadow. Holy, <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Well, you were there for when, uh, you were the interview when John Tavares got pied too, right? I was. Yes, I was. Um, I was there when uh, there's also on YouTube, if you uh, look for Jonathan Taves dropping an F-bomb on live television, <laughs> I was there for that too. Um, but Tavares, yeah. So it started the year before. There was a player on Team Canada named Steph Legion. And uh, he he was a bit of just a, a, a shit disturber for a lack of a better description. And he wound up um he wound up goofing around and talked about i i don't maybe i feel like i might have put that in the ear of somebody one of the players and so they they pied steph legion or he had pied somebody the year before in the czech republic and it kind of became a bit of a gag while i would do these interviews some of the players would sneak up but then somebody got legion in the eye with shaving cream and he kind of, Oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it was just like, it became a thing. And then, and then they kind of played it off and they got, uh, and then he, he took a, he took a pie in the face at the end of the tournament. It was, it was pretty funny. And then he wound up, I think giving me a kiss on the cheek and I had whipped cream all over my face. And, um, so it was, a, it was a good laugh. And then they carried it over the, the following year. Tavares took, uh, took the pie in the face. So yes, the shaving cream became a bit of a thing that, uh, 
that I feel like I may have helped. Uh, I don't know if I influenced it, but I think I definitely helped encourage it to some of these influential teenagers at the time. Yeah, sounds like it a little yeah, bit. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. A, it was a lot. You know what? It was. It was at a time. Uh, it was. I did it for I think about five years, and I, I really enjoyed the experience. It was. You know, I, I think to do it now as a parent, I don't think I'd want to spend a month in December in the holiday season being away from my family. But it was as, as a guy who, you know, was kind of pre-kids, I, I had a blast. For sure. Yeah. Well, um, next, uh, getting to the next question, I seen that you won a Gemini Award in uh, 2011 for Best Sports Feature on the relationship between Terry Fox and uh, Jay Triano. What's it like to win an award like that? And where does that place in your achievements? It's pretty cool. Um, so so uh, a Gemini Award, they call them now the Canadian Screen Awards. And they're basically Canada's version of the Emmys, for a, for a lack of a better description. And do you guys know the story of Terry Fox at all in America? Yeah, I, I Have you guys do. ever heard of him? Yeah. I, yeah. Sam, you do? Yeah. So, so just quick, just quickly for just a, a real quick, uh, you know, brief story. But Terry Fox, about forty years ago, was uh, a guy from the Vancouver area, and he had cancer at the age of twenty-one and twenty-two years old, and decided, you know what, he, he lost his leg, he got a, a prosthetic limb, like a, a like metal leg, and he said, you know what, screw this, I'm going to run across Canada and try to raise money for cancer. And he started, he went to the East Coast and started out in Newfoundland. And he basically ran like a marathon every day and just started doing it. And man, oh man, he picked up so, mo so much momentum. And he got probably a third of the way across the country and eventually had to stop his journey because the cancer reformed. And, and so he, he didn't finish the journey. But here we are 40 years later and you know, I think if you were to ask most people in this country, who's the greatest Canadian ever, it was Terry Fox. And I was really young when this happened. And my dad actually was a police officer in Ottawa who actually spent the day with Terry Fox, kind of, he was his kind of a sign of his detail when, when Terry came running through uh, in Ottawa at the time. But, you know, it was such an inspirational story to me as a kid. And Jay Triano was the head coach of the Raptors at the time. And so Jay had kind of, we were talking one day off the cuff about um, Steve Nash had done a documentary, one of those ESPN 30 for thirties on Terry Fox. And I had joked with Jay. I said, Hey, did you watch it? And he was like, uh, yeah, he didn't even include me. He cut out my interviews that I did. And he was kind of, <laughs> Jay was kind of saying it jokingly because Jay and Terry are really, uh, Jay and uh, Steve Nash are, are really good friends and are very close. And, uh, and I said, did you, did you know, did you know Terry at all? And, and Jay kind of shared his story. He's like, yeah, we were at Simon Fraser university together and, and kind of went into detail. I'm like, Holy shit, like this story, how do I not know this? How is, how has nobody ever told this story? And I said, look, would you be cool to share it? I want to get a camera. And, and I just thought that, you know, beyond just doing a, a little report uh, this deserved, you know, some attention. And there was a, a young producer behind the scenes named Mike Farrell. And, you know, I shared the idea with him and, he was just like, oh, my God, I want to do this story. And, and I was like, yeah, me too. And we kind of convinced our, you know, the uh, kind of the bosses to give us a few bucks to, to spend to go and put this piece together. And, and it was um, 
Mike did it, uh, such an amazing job kind of producing this thing. He, he even wrote the music. He, he, he's a, was a musician on the side. He, he wrote the music for it as well for this feature. And um, yeah, I mean, in terms of stuff that I've brought, I've been able to help contribute to bring to life. Um, man, it is such a cool thing to be a part of. Uh, it's a nice legacy piece and I'm something I'm very proud of. It's hard to think it's been 10 years since that came to uh Came to light, but I, I highly recommend checking it out. It was uh, it was cool. I, I I heard stories afterwards that uh, you know Olympic members they they watched it as an inspirational video. Jay Triano would use it in uh, his motivational speeches. He would play it, and um, yeah, it was it, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, well, that's amazing, and uh, I think that that brings us to some uh, off ice or off career stuff, some personal questions, uh, just bringing it in. Uh, all right. What's your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant. Uh, you know what? Locally, I'm going to go with Mario's Mario's, uh, just up the street from me. Uh, they, they make a kick-ass pizza and their pasta dishes are really hearty. So Italian. I'll go with, uh, I'll, I'll go with Mario's. Yeah. If you're talking, if you're talking, if you're talking franchise, you know, a place that you can go anywhere. Um, you know, I, it's tough to beat the keg, man. Like I'm a big fan of the keg. I think there's a few of them, uh, kind of on the West coast in the U S but, uh, what the kind keg of and, and if I'm in it and if I, if I, if I have a chance it, they're tough to find, obviously, especially on this side of the continent. Yeah. But man, when I'm in America, I love me some Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker Barrel is, yeah, I love Cracker Barrel too. Yeah. That's right. I don't know. It's what, so good. What's yeah. the keg? What, yeah, what, what is the keg? Keg's a, a steakhouse. It's a franchise oh, okay. in Vancouver. So they're kind of, there's, there's one, there's one in pretty much uh, every major city across Canada. And I think there's a few, I think there's some in Denver and a few, there, there's a few of them in America. I don't think they've really branched out too much, but. You know, it's funny, uh, a talking point. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other day and um, he was telling me how he has fallen in love because out here on the West Coast, here in the Vancouver area, Popeye's has finally started oh, yeah. up out here. And he's like, oh my God, I love Popeye's. I'm like, oh my God, like Popeye's is the best. Like I, when I first moved to Toronto when I was about 23, so I, my parents kind of helped move me there. I dropped, you know, my U-Haul van out. They, they brought the truck back. And so I'm kind of in my apartment. And as soon as they left, I hopped on the train and there was one Popeye's in Toronto. I'm like, I'm going to Popeye's and get me some biscuits and some chicken. Yes. We get their chicken sandwiches all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's our favorite. I haven't tried the chicken sandwich oh yet. Everybody read it. I tried here. Is it that good? Oh yeah. Is yes. it that good? Yeah. It's so good. Top right. tier. It okay. It's on, it's, it's on the list. All right, I'm taking your advice, and I'm going to go try to find. There's, a, there's, I think three Popeyes now here in the West Coast, so I'm going to try to hit one this weekend. Got to grab it for some lunch today. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? Traffic. Traffic. That was Michael's. Yeah, I think that was idiot drivers. Just idiot drivers. Yeah. Just, wow. uh, I just, I, I, I just idiots on the road drive me nuts. Traffic <laughs> is probably the biggest pet. Yeah. Is it pretty bad in Vancouver, the traffic? Yes. Uh, it hasn't been, obviously, during a pandemic. Uh, I think there's a lot of people working from home, so it isn't, yeah. uh, it isn't, it isn't bad right now. But uh, in normal circumstances, when everybody's back on the grind, it's terrible. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of, there's a couple of, we, we have a lot of bridges and a lot of tunnels out here. So 
uh, and not a great public transit system. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, traffic is number one pet peeve. All right. Uh, who's your favorite artist? Music wise. Music yeah. wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I would say if, if my favorite band is I'm a public enemy guy. Um, okay. kind of a more, I guess more of an old school hip hop, but I, I love public enemy. And, um, you know, I, I've always been a big fan of the Foo Fighters too. So, um, <laughs> those, those, those are, those are two. I mean, the, the Foo's just dropped a new album. I think just Dave Grohl's the coolest guy in rock and roll, yeah. but favorite, favorite, favorite artist, probably anything that Chuck D drops, but yeah, give me the Foo's and public enemy is my, my faves. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, can I include Stevie Wonder on that? I know yeah, he hasn't yeah, had any yeah, yeah. in a long no, time. No, it's open ended. Like, you can include whoever. That's, that's my that's my that's my bucket list. Like that's the one person I I, I want to see still in concert that I have not seen. Stevie Wonder, number one. Have you seen uh, the Foo Fighters and Public Enemy in concert? I have. You know, I had a. I, I've seen Public Enemy a couple of times now. Uh, I actually got to interview Chuck D on a radio show I did about ten years ago. Which was uh, oh my god! I was just like, <laughs> just totally fanboying out. Um, and it, he was over the phone, and then I got a chance to meet him. Uh, we hung out after uh, after a concert um, for a bit, um, a, a few a, about a year or so after that, which was just just so cool, man. He just so well spoken and, and just such a great storyteller and so intelligent, who just seen life on so many different levels. So that was that was pretty cool, um, and then uh the foos i've seen i'm gonna say i've probably seen the food fighters at least a half dozen times i, I guess jeez yeah that's crazy you big i did a lot of co- i did i i, I did a, i hit a lot of concerts for a while there i went through a phase where i just went to every concert imaginable. that's crazy well yeah i think that's pretty much all our questions with that and uh what are you guys listening to who's your favorite artist carl we- I'll start with you he listens uh, to ACDC a lot. Nah, they're not <laughs> my favorite, though. I'm listening to Motley Crue right now. A lot of that. You like Motley Crue? Yes. yes. What's your favorite Crue song? Uh, I would have to either go with Kickstart My Heart or... That's Dr. a good one. Right. <laughs> I play that at all the wild games when like they want the fans to get up. Which one? Like, mm-hmm. start oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's such a that's a that's such a great hype song. Like if you're stepping out onto the ice and just, uh, <laughs> I, I love uh, "Don't Go Away Mad" and uh, you know Ten Seconds to Love" is such an underrated, yeah. dirty song there. So yeah, I got a lot of time for crew. Okay, what about you, Sam? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of ACDC. Whenever it's kind of funny. Whenever we have like a big game at NHL, I always play Hell's Bells right before the game. <laughs> Hell's bells, eh? Okay, I, I, I love me, I love me some Jailbreak. Um, the new album's pretty good too. New, yeah, uh, new ACDC. Uh, okay, what about uh, what about you, Brody? Well, uh, I don't really. Ha- I mean, like, if we're talking like rock and bands and stuff, probably like Led Zeppelin. But I usually listen. Ooh. I'm a rap guy, so I like Drake. Like Drake's my favorite artist. That's what I be listening. See, you know, and and uh, I love what what Drake what drake has done for hip-hop in this country i mean the fact that he is the biggest he is the biggest artist in hip-hop right now probably on the probably on the planet right it's it's crazy yeah i you know it's it's remarkable but uh my only knock on drake is i just don't love his voice 
Yeah. I, I, I feel a lot, though. I, I just, I like a little more of an ass kicker for my, like, <laughs> I, you know, I loved, I, I loved Ice Cube for just kind of how, how he kind of kicked it. I, I loved Kanye. Like, Con, like Kanye's yeah, voice yeah. just, I love Kanye. You know, Kanye yeah. Kanye's got so much attitude when he's on the mic, right? And, yeah. and Drake's got, like, Drake's a good storyteller, you know, but I just, sometimes it's just too soft for me. Right? Yeah. 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 No, I can see it. Just, just everything, just everything's a cuddle. I just, <laughs> when I'm listening to hip hop, like, when I'm, when I'm listening to hip hop, I, the last thing I'm thinking about is spooning. Like, I, yeah. I wanna, <laughs> like, it's Friday night, we're going out, like, you know, I'm ready to nod my head. I got some attitude, a little chip on my shoulder. You yeah. know, I want some, <laughs> Uh, like, give me some Kendrick Lamar. Uh, yeah. You know, give me, you know, run the jewels. Like, give me something that, you know, I'm ready to kind of, you know, don't you, you come over to me. I'm going to shove you just for no reason. <laughs> That's why I think I sometimes I'm a little reluctant with, uh, with Drake, but I, a tremendous, tremendous respect, but he's just not my, just tough to put him in, uh, in my five, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. In my safe, in my safe circle, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Uh, they always hate on me because I'm so stuck on like one genre. But I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind well, the rock and roll. Brody switched it up recently too. He used to like only listen to rap. Okay, well, I'd only listen to rap around you guys. But I mean, like, I I listen to stuff alone and stuff like rock and roll. I don't gotta play the rap all the time. Well, yeah, maybe when your dad's yeah. playing it. Yeah, if my dad's <laughs> playing it. But yeah, I mean, he puts me on with the rock and roll stuff. Yeah. Uh. Well, then. Does Lizzo fall? Does Lizzo fall into hip hop? Lizzo, I, yeah, I would hip-hop. say so. Yeah, hip-hop. and she's from Minnesota too. Is she a mini girl? My kid, my kids love Lizzo. So yeah. Whenever, <laughs> like, I got, I got four girls, and and you know, we're in, when we're when we're cruising around, it's like I do my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just, they just love it. So we're all just flipping our hair. So yeah. yeah um... I heard a story about uh, when you were uh, doing the bracket playing Roman Yossi, uh, <laughs> you uh, no. you skipped out on your daughter's birthday to play that game. Oh, how do you know that? Are you, you paying attention to that? That's <laughs> they, Research. They, you know what? They, the game had been postponed. It was, I mean, it was the middle of the day, so it wasn't her, her part. It wasn't smack dab in the middle of a party, but uh, it was just, it was, the, the game got delayed. There was some technical, I think Roman had a hard time connecting to the Wi-Fi at his place. So we had to delay the game and then the game got, uh, so then we had to play it on the 16th. And of course it was like my daughter's birthday. And, and so biz nasty kind of, was kind of chirping for it. It was funny though, because they, they sent out like, uh, they put a promotional video out there on, on social and, and then all of a sudden there were, there were some assholes. Of course there's so many assholes on social media, but uh, there's a lot of good people. There's a lot of, there's more good than bad, but man, there's people like, Oh, what a, what a shitty parent you are for skipping <laughs> your kid's birthday. It's like, well, you know, the party was actually on the weekend and uh, you know, it's COVID. So there's not really much in the way of parties going on anyway. But, uh, and what, what was super cool was um, kind of the, 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 the VP who was overseeing the whole event uh, for Sportsnet. She actually uh, sent over a dozen cookies the next day by courier to, to my daughter to say, hey, thanks for letting us kind of steal your dad for a half an hour on his birthday. And, uh, so she got a whole bunch of cookies and she just like inhaled. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to introduce the game? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I can. Or do you want to introduce? Are we playing? Are we playing the game? Yeah, we're this playing. Probably we're playing. The last All right. Part of it, but, yeah. Last part of it. Make it quick. Carl, you want to explain how it works? 
I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. It could be random. It could be about hockey, animals, anything. You mm-hmm. it's And it's a minute long. And then uh, there's so a basi- bonus question. Yeah, there's, there's a, a bonus, bonus question at the end worth two points. But basically, we do a minute of trivia with every guest we have. And then we uh, kind of do like a standings at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. to see who's okay. the leader and stuff. Is it possible that I could fail? No, 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 no. no, no. Impossible. Okay. Impossible. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll count down three, two, and one. And you can go, pass. Man. And you can pass. Okay. I can pass. I can pass. All right. Yeah. Yep. Let's All try. Right. It. All right. I'll try not to screw this up. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, go. Who is referred to as the great one? Wayne Gretzky. What animal? Or the Rock. <laughs> what animal is the king of the jungle? The lion. Finish this line. Five dollar. Five dollar. Five dollar foot long. Yep. Uh, how many rings does Michael Jordan have? Six. Who is Shrek's best friend? Donkey. <laughs> Who leads the NHL in points this year? Connor McDavid. Name an Avenger. Ah, uh, Captain America. Who <laughs> oh, I just bought? I just bought a brand new uh, uh, the first appearance of Captain America, uh, Avengers issue number four from nineteen. Got ten seconds. You got ten seconds, James. <laughs> okay, sorry. Who gets the Canucks in points? Uh, Brock Besser. Capital of Canada. Ottawa. All right, you got it. All right, and then what's the bonus question? And then the bonus question is. Who's going to win tonight, Columbus or Nashville? I'll take Nashville. Or oh, sorry, Columbus. Give me Columbus. Columbus. Final answer. Columbus. And then uh, if you get that correct, we'll add uh, two points to your score. How many points did I get? Um, we got a total. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll total quick. You're, <laughs> you're going to see in the Instagram. We'll make a whole Instagram post for it. And, and we'll uh, tag you tag in, in it. it. So. Yeah. Uh, before you go, James, uh, I was mm-hmm. going to ask you by chance, uh, could you do a little introduction for our podcast? Just like a little saying, be like, welcome to the Bepros podcast. This is James Sabolski or something like that. Something under those lines. Totally. You know what? Um, it's just you. Uh, I'll just have my agent email you guys because it's usually about 200 bucks for those. Uh, oh, okay. Two, but it's Canadian, but 200 Canadian, so it's only about 150 US. If that's okay right, for you guys. All right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I, was, I, I'm I laughed at first. And I was like, "Wait, you might be serious." <laughs> I, 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 oh, I'm joking. Okay. Uh, what? What? Uh, okay, what do you, seriously, what do you, I'll what do you pay it. I don't get it. Like, okay. What do you need? Oh, you you will pay it. Okay. Well, you know, no, um, no, never mind. All right. Send me send me one of those chicken sandwiches we were talking about. <laughs> okay, um, Papa's all right. What? Uh, okay. What do you? What, what do we want? What do you want? Um, Should we do like a I'm James Sobolski and you're listening to the Bat Bros podcast? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah okay. that would be sweet. All right. You ready? Okay. Yep. You guys rolling and recording? Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, coming down three, two, and one. Hey, everybody. I'm James Sobolski. Uh, what? I can't even say my name right. Here we go. Three, two. Hey, everybody. It's James Sobolski, the voice of NHL for EA Sports, and you're listening to the Bet Bros podcast because they're so cool. They keep it real. Awesome. Keep it 100. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks so James. much, James. Does that work for you guys? Hey, man. That was great. All right, boys. Stay safe out there. All the best. All right. Thanks for. Thanks.